don't forget, it ain't the first 48, bro. It's 60 minutes, bro. You come at the king, you best not miss. You're not locked in the street. Down zone 32. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. Specifically, the Jonathan Ogden episode. Episode 75, baby. It's a trio before the season opener. My name is Jake. His name is Drew. His name is Will. But we have some tragic news to get into before we say what's up. You're not gonna introduce our special you're not gonna introduce our special guest, Jonathan Ogden, for the Jonathan Ogden episode. Jonathan, say what's up to the people. Oh, he's not here, never mind. All right. I was pretending that he was on the episode. You missed the joke. It's okay. That's fair. Shut the fuck up. It's not your fault. Anyway. It is your your fault, but it's not your fault. Before we get into the episode, we do have some tragic news to get into. Old Grant, after realizing he did not make the practice squad for the Ravens, he decided to do what I do every week, and he decided to die. So, R.I.P. Grant, be selling butterfly teachers in memory. uh, I'm hearing it was an accident with his lawnmower and that he ran over a cord and just, you know, bad things happen. So uh, let's yep. be safe, everybody. Got, you know, he, he, he got hit by some uh, cell phone shrapnel. Yeah, he got hit and by some never, cell phone shrapnel. Never run over a cord with your lawnmower while it's plugged in. Bad things this will happen. Cer- this is from a certified electrician. So that means yep. it's it's legit. It, you have to uh, very bad. You know, he, 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 remember... He the other, not not Joe Pesci, but the other one in um, Home Alone 2, you'll wind up like him. So don't do that. Anyway, very, very, very episode 75. There we go. That's right. It, it, Off to a it is a, it's a December reference. We'll, we'll say that. But anyway, we're going to get into the episode because the season is here. The preseason's all done with. Ravens play on Sunday about damn time, and the game counts. The season opener against the Houston Texans. We, they've already announced the jersey combination for the week. It's the classic. Will was right this morning. Purple jerseys, white pants. My white and purple was wrong, but hey, doesn't matter. So anyway, I'm going to start with the man with the uniform combination, Will. Yep. Because of this and because of the record we had with purple jersey, white pants, what are you expecting with the game? Are you expecting a hex because of the white pants or do you no. think we'll be fine because it's the lowly Texans? No, I think we'll be fine. And um, you know, of all the white pants combinations, the the purple jersey white pants is is you know it could be worse. Um, I believe what was it? Check my tweet. Um, let's see. We are nine and five with Lamar starting. Uh, in the purple jerseys white pants. The only caveat is we're six and five at home. So all five of those losses have been at home. Now, I mean, they wear it at home pretty frequently. That's the only place ever wear this combination for the most part. Uh, obviously, <laughs> there's three games where they didn't, um, but um, it could be worse. The you know white white is horrible. It's uh, it's. I, I mean, we tried. We tried real hard to get those you know taken out of rotation. Um, we went to a, a pretty you know somebody with a lot of a lot of authority in the Ravens uh, organization, Lacey, yep. mm-hmm. try to get them removed. So did not work, but we'll no. we'll keep fighting the good fight. No. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, the, so the white, white and the black, white are both 33%. So those are lose, loser combinations, but the purple and white is the only winning combination with white pants. So there is that. Um, so yeah, no, I think we'll be okay. And again, it's, you know, it's week one against a rookie quarterback in Baltimore. Um, you know, the, if, yeah, gonna, mean, if it's, if it's a good, it's a good, it's a good week to, to not have Marlon Humphrey. You know, if he, who knows if he's, I'm hoping he's back by next week for, for the Bengals. But, um, you know, if there was going to be a week where it was, uh, the, you know, the least threatening to our, uh, you know, derail our season or something week one with a rookie quarterback in Baltimore. And they're missing three offensive linemen, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Three starting offensive linemen. Exactly. So that should, you know, if Marlon's not there, but your pass rush eats, like you're not going to miss Marlon, which is yeah. good. Um, I'm expecting, you know, huge games out of OA and Ajabo. Ajabo owns CJ Shroud. Um, so I, I feel like that's just, uh, you know, something something good in our direction. Again, Tank Dell's never played an NFL snap. Um, CJ Stroud's never played an NFL snap. Nico Collins, Michigan legend, is good. But, you know, again, he's not a established wide receiver. Like, there's really – Damian Pierce is a solid player, but I like our front seven. There's yeah. really nothing about them offensively that – 
concerns me too much. I don't think that they suck, but I don't think that they're going to have an easy time moving the ball just because of how inexperienced they are. Right, exactly. And I think especially with the offensive line issues, I mean, that's the one thing with rookie quarterbacks that you want to protect them because they need that extra time because they're not used to the NFL speed. Yep. And, you know, they're not going to have that opportunity because they don't have, you know, a healthy offensive line. So I, I again, you know, Jersey combo side, like, yeah, you know, you can do the, the purple pants analytics and that, that probably matters when you're playing a good team, but I don't think the Texans are a good team yet. Right. Well, and again, it's a, it's still a winning combination. It's just not, yeah. and, and of all the, the, the visually, I would say it's the, the best looking, uh, I mean, people love the white, white. Some people do. I'm, you know, I, I'm, it, 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 it's sour to me because of the, yeah, it's the, just, the, I, I don't the, like it. Yeah. The losing so. black, white is boring and white, white is just bad. Yeah. Well, and I want to be clear too. I think I may have said this on previous episode, but I think the Texans are actually a pretty good team or very talented anyway. So I think, they're and, gonna... but I, I fully agree with your point on that. When you said earlier is that they're a team that by week eight is going to be a problem. Right. But you and know, it's a really I weak, think that, yeah. yeah. And it's a weak division they're in. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, I see a lot of people with these uh, projections of, like, the te- the Titans being a playoff team and shit. Like, well, the, I think the Titans are going to be one of the worst teams in the league, personally. I really think that whole division is going to be, you know, last place team's going to be, you know, 6-11, and 11, and first place team's going to be 9-8. and eight, And that it's well, going to be, yeah. they're all kind of packed in there. So I have another hot AFC South take, and that is that the Jaguars are going to be the – big regressor this year uh, a lot of people have these high expectations for them i just think they're kind of in a in a spot where uh they could fall on their face i'd i will never believe in the jacksonville jaguars so uh, see so it, it makes sense to me that people have you know big expectations for them because they kind of shocked everybody last year they sort of came on out of nowhere yeah nobody really expected them to be good they went out and they added a few pieces uh specifically calvin ridley to the receiving core like that's supposed to help Trevor Lawrence moving forward. Like I understand all the logic, but they also have to play a first place schedule. Right. And I don't think they're built. I don't think they're built for that. And people are talking about Trevor Lawrence. Like he's some kind of fucking God. And I'm, uh, it's just, uh, I mean, he had his moments last year, but like, you know, people talk about the comeback in the, uh, in the playoff game, but, he threw five fucking interceptions in the first half. You remember early Andrew Luck who would throw a ton of interceptions, but he'd also rack up a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns. That's kind yeah. of how I see Trevor Lawrence's year going is that if you're, you know, just looking at yards and touchdowns, like he'll have a solid year, but I think he's going to turn the ball over a ton. Right. Like he just, you know, he's going to take those risks. He's got guys to throw to now. And I'm just not, I don't really, not that I don't trust him. I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think that he's an average NFL quarterback. And I think that his supporting cast can make him look good. But if you're trusting him to win games for you, he's going to, you know, he's like, he's got that like Jay Cutler streak in him where, you know, sometimes he's going to make those crazy throws. He's going to have that crazy fourth quarter and he's going to, you know, win you a game, yeah. but just as often he's going to throw the game away. Right. Yeah. I, 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 the people talking about him it, it, before him, it was Justin Herbert that people do, and they still do with him, but, mm-hmm. uh, but he's kind of getting that Justin Herbert treatment of last year now where people are putting the the cart before the horse, I think a bit with him where they're, they're like, they're looking at his best moments and acting like that's him in totality when it's not. Well, cause I mean, who watches Chargers games religiously besides Chargers fans? Nobody right. who watched Jaguars games besides Jaguars fans, really nobody. And, and, what, and what are they comparing what, it to? You know, they're, right. They're, yeah. They're and like, and when trash. the lights, when the lights are the brightest, I would say that, you know, his probably his most watched regular season. And this is not biased, but I would say like the Ravens game is probably the most watched regular season game for the Jaguars right. last year. Probably. And probably. he was money in the fourth quarter. And then in the playoff game, he looked great once he got over that horrific start. So I think people remember that and they don't really remember, like you said, that he threw four picks to get to that situation. He looked like one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. In the right, first but half he went from he went from like there were people getting old takes exposed from the first quarter of that game to the third quarter of that game. Yeah, because they were like Trevor Lawrence isn't built for the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence sucks ass, and then all of a sudden he you know fucking lights it up in the second half. I bet the I bet uh, live money line Jaguars at halftime on that game. Yeah, you had to because it was like I'm sure it was some astronomical you know like plus plus five thousand or something like that. Yeah, it was something crazy. It was yeah, great. you put ten bucks on that and you won yeah. three hundred bucks, which is right. you know yeah. Can't really beat those kind of odds. Yeah, Kevin exactly. from the office, you know, if anybody offers you ten to one odds on anything, you take it. And you just <laughs> yep. it's one of the one of those situations you just have to take it sometimes. Um, yeah. Tony is having a, a t- Tony is having a very rough game. 
think we should say that in, in real time. And, and Man, what a coincidence, that's... Grant's not here to to, to uh, be to answer for it. Yeah, it just seems like Grant is not here when his guys, you know, have some questionable activities. Yep. I searched back through all our old episodes, by the way, and I definitely found the episode where he talked about the quilt and Sauce Gardner, and I somewhat took it out of context, but um, he did not guarantee zero touchdowns, but he guaranteed not a lot of touchdowns would be given up by Sauce Gardner, and he gave up touchdowns. So just just want to correct the record on that, that that didn't was he, fully a Didn't he only give up one? Two or three. But again, it's one of those That's weird things where, where so he gave up he gave up one in man coverage, and then he gave up a couple that he got credited for the touchdown in zone because he was the closest guy. But was that really his guy, or did somebody blow coverage so bad that he ended up being the closest guy to a receiver? I don't know. I don't like Sauce Gardner, so I'll blame it on him. But I'll, I'll be I'll be reasonable here and say that like if you want to argue against that, I won't hold it against you. He's also, I mean, you know, the argument is also that he is a great coverage corner so you know we're talking about zone you know he's zone, you know such a great such a great coverage corner that his own team doesn't trust him on wide receiver once just for the okay. record all right whatever let's get back to let's get back <laughs> let's to get the, back to let's get back to, yeah, let's, let's get back to it for, before Sunday, we get off the rails so we went over kind of the you know defensive side of the ball i think that will survive marlon humphrey not being there i think that this is just you know the Texans are inexperienced on offense, and that'll be to our defense's advantage. I think offensively, it might be a bit of a slow start just because this is the first time that you're going to see Lamar under center since um, December 4th of last year. And this is the first time the starting unit's going to be running Todd Munkin's offense. I would not be shocked if the first quarter is they kind of look disjointed and, you know, sort of like getting in the rhythm of things. But I think that the farther into the game they go, they're just going to start clicking. Um, this is, you know, everything Todd Munkin says is is right. Like, it's just like, I, I'm like, finally a fucking offensive coordinator that I don't want to reach through the screen and murder. And, you know, even he had a quote about Patrick Ricard today talking about how he's, a, you know, invaluable member and he's going to figure out how to get him on the field because you use guys like that. And, you know, he's he's been the, you know, I want to spread the ball around, get the ball in the hot hand, um, which makes me, you know, think that, He's not going to force feed Odell. He's not going to force feed Mark Andrews. He's not going to force feed Zay. He's going to just throw it to who's open. And even running back wise, if it's not working with J.K. Dobbins, you know, sort of the mix of inside and outside the tackles and, you know, pounding up the middle with Gus is what's working. He's just going to stick with that. So um, I'm very confident in our offense. I, I think that when this is all said and done, like this is a very easy win for the Ravens, like, you know, two, three, four score win. Mm-hmm. Um I just I don't see the Texans having the experience to, you know, deal with the Ravens right now. And this is also one of those I, I think we win fairly easily. And this is gonna this could potentially be one of those wins that nobody cares about right now. And everybody's like, well, no shit, the Ravens should win. But when you look back at it in week fifteen or week sixteen, it's gonna look a lot better because, you know, like Will said, I think the Texans are gonna make a play for that division. Yeah. Um no, I, I mean I agree. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to win the game. Uh, I'm glad we're seeing the Texans this early in the season because I think, you know, we're going to see a much – I think they are this year's Jaguars. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, the only team in that division that I think has that kind of ability that they could be a dangerous team towards the end of the year is the Colts as well. And yeah. that's all on Anthony Richardson because, again, he's a freak athlete and he's got a coach that, you know, turned Jalen Hurts into something good. So he's got experience with a quarterback with that kind of skill set, except for Anthony Richardson's got a better arm and is faster than Jalen Hurts. Right. And they got a decent wide receiver core there. And, you know, if Jonathan Taylor comes back and stops that whole holdout nonsense, like they, they could be a problem. They have a solid offensive line. You know, they're, they're a good team. They, well, um, they, have, you know, they have the, they have the foundation of a, of a good team, but you know, right. We'll see. Right. And so they're, they're another one that, you know, if, if Anthony Richardson clicks, like they could be a problem. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, the only, the only thing I'm very sure of, going into the season is that the Titans are going to be fucking terrible. And again, we want to, I think we talked about this in an earlier episode with Mike Vrabel of because the Texans look so bad on paper, this or Titans, sorry, look so bad on paper. This is almost where Mike Vrabel excels is that he might turn them into uh, you know, an eight and nine team. And realistically they have no business winning more than five games. So who knows? I mean, you know, maybe DeAndre Hopkins, you know, fucking breaks out and does great there. Maybe Mayo drinking fuckwad Will Levis, you know, takes Ryan Tannehill's job. 
and Derrick Henry goes off and maybe they're an eight-win team or maybe they're a nine-win team and they challenge for the division. It wouldn't shock me, but I just don't think that they're very good. Yeah, I think they're uh, personally. I just think they're the worst team in their division. Uh, their offense, yeah, on, on, their offensive on, line on is paper. horrible. Horrible. Yeah, on, on paper, on paper, they are clearly the worst team in that division. Well, that's uh, the the biggest issue to me is the offensive line because they don't have a quarterback. I mean, no quarterback can really overcome a bad offensive line, but they had last year probably a better offensive line than they have now. And um, I no mean, they're you know, no, no quarterback could succeed there. Lawan quit football to be a full-time podcaster because he didn't want to play for the Titans anymore. Right. Like let's, you know, call spade to spade there. That's a pretty bad look for the franchise. Yeah. Again, you know, firing the GM after the AJ Brown trade. They clearly don't like Traylon Burks. They clearly weren't happy with that exchange. Um their wide receiver room is horrific. Their tight end room is horrific. Derrick Henry is a monster, but there's only so much you can do when a team's stacking nine in the box. You know what I mean? Like he's not gonna and he's got nobody blocking for him. Yeah, he's got nobody blocking for him. He's got no threat of a passing game. Again, I think Will Levis, you know, everybody hyped him up as potentially like a number one pick, and everybody just realized he's not that good. He's a, you know, Zach Wilson. He looks great in shorts. You know, he's a guy that makes all those throws in practice when it's an uncovered wide receiver, and he's got, you know, amazing physical gifts, and it never translates to the game. Yeah, I just, I don't understand where this Will Levis love came from. It's 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 literally like it's the Jamarcus Russell shit. I mean, you remember Jamarcus Russell could get down on one knee and throw the ball seventy yards, and everybody would just their jaws would drop. Right. And that's like the Will Levis effect is that you know he can make that throw in practice when he's not wearing pads, he's wearing shorts, where he you know rolls out across his body and bombs the ball eighty yards on the field right into somebody's chest. But in a game, he's not that guy. No. I mean, again, he was at University of Kentucky and was not good. So right. Yeah. You know, the, the the game film does not match the what you see in practice, but I, I think that people kind of get caught up in the, you know, underwear Olympics and see what he does there. And they're like, oh, shit, this guy's got shit. amazing arm talent. Chiefs just oh, – I won't tell you guys because you're, you're a little bit behind, but uh, – yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's fourth and two right now. I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I'm excited. No. A bad thing happened. Uh, bad thing happened to the Lions. Oh. Oh, no, no. Yep. It's, it's, it's all good. He was – okay. No, you're right. All right, so I'm going to predict this. It's a blocked kick, but it's coming back. No. Nope. Negative. All right, got the punt away. Oh, he's going to take this to the house, but it's going to be a block in the back? No. Well, oh, fumble. Okay, not a fumble. Though. Not a fumble. Yep, correct. All right. Fair. He got bundled. He, he got did. Bundled. Tried to, it looked like he tried to hurdle somebody, and it didn't work out too well. No. Uh, he got hit low, and then his elbow saved his life. Yeah, he got hit low, um, and then he was flipped upside down. Oh yeah, that. yeah, ground, ground force. Yeah, 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 elbow was yeah, cl- yeah. very, very, very clearly. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you want to so, do score predictions? Do first, do do we want to predict, make some player, uh, some player predictions? Like, uh, I think we should do this yeah. every week. Uh, a new little feature. Each one of us should pick one, and I, we can pick the same player, but each one of us should make a prediction about uh, one player's uh, stat line. All right, any player. Up. So I actually have two. I'm going to go with a Ravens player, and I'm going to go with a um, oh my god, the, a Texans player here. So right now, Zay Flowers on FanDuel, plus, sixty plus yards receiving is plus two twenty. I would hammer that. Um, I think Zay Flowers kind of has like a, a Hollywood Brown, you know, appearance on the scene in his first game, where Hollywood went for I think like a buck twenty five and two touchdowns. Yeah, you know, sixty plus yards is safe, and that's you're doubling your money right there. Um, you really want to get weird with it. It's uh, plus seventy is three is plus three ten, or seventy plus is three plus three ten, and eighty plus is plus four thirty. I could easily see him breaking both of those, but if you want to go a little safer, I think sixty plus yards is pretty safe. And again, plus two twenty. And I would take C.J. Stroud for um, two plus passing touchdowns. That's plus one sixty eight. I think that you're going to see a, garb- a couple garbage time scores from the Texans. And, you know, obviously late in the game, if they're down big, they're going to be passing the ball a lot. We're going to be playing a, you know, prevent zone and not really caring if, you know, they score 14 points. So those would be my two, um, my two, you know, player profits that I would go for. All right. Um, okay. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to do a Lamar Jackson uh, prediction here. So we're going to go with Lamar Jackson, three plus passing touchdowns. That's plus 390 on FanDuel. Um, we're going to go Lamar Jackson, 225 plus yards. That's at plus 100. And we're going to go Lamar Jackson uh, under 50 and a half rushing yards. 
it's minus 114. So um, let me give you the odds on that parlay if you want to if we want to plug that in. You said the under and then the yeah, so uh, and then plus 225. So that is plus, plus 229. 10. So well, no. So if you so it's over. So it's three plus passing touchdowns. Uh, oh, sorry, I missed the passing. 225 plus passing yards under 50 and a half rushing yards plus 1020 parlay. Um, I think that's a that's a pretty solid bet. Um, so win that one. We should we should probably get like a FanDuel code too for the future. Yeah, we should. Problem call one eight hundred gambler or G A M one two three four. Um, you know, only gamble in states where it's legal on FanDuel or use a VPN like a normal person, but Massachusetts is legal now, so Ooh, I have a I have a fifty percent profit boost I'm gonna be using on Sunday on that. So I'm I'm boosting that up to plus fifteen thirty. Easy money. Easy money. Jake, what do you got? Well, unfortunately, the state of California, <clears throat> the state of California does not allow you to gamble, which is hilarious. But the 45th pick in the draft in 2022, David Ojabo, he's going to explode onto the scene again and have his first two sacks of the season. Okay, I actually think that uh, I'm, I'm gonna I want to find some numbers on that one because. Yeah, I'm not seeing individual. Uh, I'm not seeing um, defensive profits. Yeah, as I'm not yet. either. Yeah, they're not. So we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll follow up on that. On yeah, we'll follow up on that. But if there was a game that would be pretty ripe for him to make a splash, it's this one going up against you know a patchwork offensive line and you know not having to do too much, just kind of go out there and and you know. And he's go, used to sacking CJ Stroud. That's a uh, yeah. You know, I mean yeah. that's that game against Ohio State that he had a couple of years ago, or you know, was why he was looked at as like a top fifteen pick. I mean right. that was the game that really kind of cemented him up there. So yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be shocked. Two two sacks is not is not out of the question. That's three, not a cra- three, yeah, four not sacks crazy. Is not. That's not crazy. Um, Mike McDonald today when they asked him how Ojabo can uh, you know can make an impact in the first game, he said, "Go out there and make them block you." Basically, so I mean, like that's him basically telling him to stop thinking and just go get after the quarterback. Well, and so then if they're focusing on blocking a Javo, like then you got Owe and Clowney yep. who are going to be dealing with single blocks. That's a fucking problem. Or Matabike, yeah, or Travis Jones or Michael Pierce, whoever the fuck it is. Like you know, again, Patrick offensive line. You got two, Ro- Ro- two Roquan and Patrick Queen. Yeah, I, this could be a big Patrick Queen day. You know, fucking getting pressure up the middle and yep. disrupting shit. Yeah, yep. I, I just. I think it's going to be a long day for C.J. Stroud, and I think that you know when you see the Texans put up points, it's going to be when the game's out of reach already. So, yeah, I'm not. Um, I, I think that again, like this, this seems kind of like a boring prediction here, but I, I don't think that the Texans stand much of a chance. No, me neither. So, do we want to get no. into uh, score predictions? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, Jake, you go first. I'm going Ravens, thirty-seven, seventeen. Okay, I got forty-one, fourteen Ravens. All right, I'm gonna go 34 10. That's fair. So we're all understandable. You know, similar ballpark for for you know how much we win by. Yep. My real question is yeah. if we're up, you know, I don't know, say we're up like 35 nothing going in the fourth. Do you see Lamar sit out fourth quarter or does he stay in? Um, I, I think, he, I, think he, I think he'd sit if we if we were up yeah. in the fourth quarter. You know, three. Scores. I'm assuming Huntley's. I'm assuming Huntley's inactive on game day. And yeah, uh, we're gonna yeah. have uh, you know Josh Johnson showing, but I'm surprised Huntley isn't on IR. So the only thing I wonder is that do you think this is a one week injury and that they don't foresee needing Huntley in you know like to actually play, and that if you're bringing a backup quarterback, it's this blowout situation. Yeah, and that's the only reason they haven't because again, like if you're playing the Bengals, Tyler Huntley probably gives you eh in the Ravens' mind clearly Tyler Huntley gives you a better chance to win than Josh Johnson. I don't agree with them, but. That, that's that's why I got to think that they haven't put him on Pete on IR is that they don't want to be without him for four weeks for whatever reason. Well, whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's again, like, you know, James Prochet was here for three years and we couldn't figure out why, but he was here for three years. Um, by the way, he's 100% going to sign with the Jets and he's going to have some crazy fucking game, like 150 yards, three touchdowns. And I am going to eat so much shit on Twitter. Because he's just going to go fucking nuts. That's what Aaron Rodgers does is he finds some fucking random once a year. And they just, you know, uh, what was the fucking white guy's name that they had forever? Kumaro. Um, yep. you know, yeah, Kumaro. Yeah. yeah, it just turns nobodies into stars for a couple of weeks. And I that, that that's James Proche written all over it. So, 
That's po- Gamer that's God, definitely possible. Gamer, Gamer God 29 is going to have that highlight fucking saved and tweeted, you know, 947 times in the next month. So who who all do they have as wide receivers? There? They have uh, Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard. That's who I'm, I'm, I was forgetting. Uh, um, CJ Uzama is their tight end, right? Yeah, Uzama is their tight end. Yeah, and then Miko Hardman. So, I mean, those are their top three. After those three, it's a bunch of, you know, trash, I would say, at wide receiver. So, it's, it's you know, you bring in James Prochet to be your wide receiver for, like – Randall Cobb. Really Did we say him. Randall Cobb? No, but what is Randall Cobb? 93 years yeah, old. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying he's on the team. Yep. He, he's older than you and Grant, so I feel like he's not uh, not equipped to play in the NFL. It does so. feel like he's, like, the same age as me. Yeah, Damn, I mean, Tony with around. another tackle for loss? Yep. Ooh. They're doing everything they can to get that ball to him. Oh, that end yeah. around. Yuck. And, Yuck. and Grant is, oof, good Lord. You know the uh, Kermit the Frog meme where he's sitting in the shower, like, oh. crying, rocking back and forth? That's what got to be Grant right now. Dude, the Chiefs wide receivers are terrible. Yeah, and my minus, minus five and a half play is not looking great right now. My but... God. How many drops? You know, Man, I, this, they, look, they, they look a lot different without Kelsey. Well, here's, here's the thing to think about, dude. That that receiver room is so much different from what it was three or four years ago. None of those players are on the roster anymore. Yeah, like it's wow. Not even Byron. Oh, that wasn't Pringle that was that wasn't Robinson. a wide receiver. That was that was, uh, that was McKinnon. Jared McKinnon. Yeah, Jared yeah. McKinnon. Yeah, running back. Oh, hold on. All right. Well, hey, you're gonna you're about to be you're about to be you know inside your number, so that's good. Oh, good. Oh, because they're gonna make a field goal there. Yeah, that makes sense. They haven't kicked it yet, but uh, I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'd go for it on fourth and two. Give it to Pacheco because I they need ha- some I mean, yards they, in the they, touchdown. They have they have the uh, the field goal team out. They just there's a Lions player has a cramp or something. Vagina's bothering. Yeah, that makes sense. The LeBron. Uh, speak, speak, speaking of vaginas, do we want to talk about the highest paid vagina in the NFL? Uh, yeah. I mean, as uh, of Pennywise, as of as of twenty minutes ago or an hour ago, whenever this fucking news broke, that is yep, so hit the clown. I, there's going to be a lot, a lot of takes on the internet about this. That is going to go down as potentially the worst contract in NFL history. That is going to rival the Deshaun Watson contract in my book. And before we're talking about Joe Burrow signed a six-year, two hundred or five-year, two hundred seventy-five million dollar extension, um, two hundred nineteen point oh one million guaranteed. I haven't seen a breakdown of the cap hits or anything like that. My take also has nothing to do with the cap. It has everything to do with, again, the Browns owner is, or the Bengals owner is poor. Um, you know, they're, they're, he's not liquid. He doesn't have money. At some point. They're, they're one of the few, they're one of the few sports families where the Bengals are the family business, as opposed to a lot, most owners, it's like they are rich before they buy the team. And right. They, and, and, and they, and they run they it sold, as like, it's fun almost. I know that they sold the naming rights recently. And I know the daughter's got some side hustle going on now that allegedly is pumping money into the team. And, you know, people point out that they paid Carson Palmer at the same time they paid Ocho Cinco or that they paid Andy Dalton the same time that they paid AJ Green. But we're not talking cap wise here because cap wise, that's comparable. That's fine. I can understand that you gave Carson Palmer at that point a top of the market QB contract. And you gave Chad. They weren't making this kind of money, though. Right. But if you look at the AAVs of those contracts, I think Carson Palmer's was like 16 mil a year. And I think at his peak, Chad Johnson's was around 10. Okay. So you're talking 26 mil there. And Joe Burrow's is $55 million guaranteed. I don't know if that's the big change. That's the big change with quarterback contracts is that the quarterback now is accounting for way more of the salary cap allocation than it And on top of that, I. And we have to see what the guaranteed at signing versus the overall guarantees are. But I would say at some point, their owner is going to have a hard time funding that escrow account, especially after you paid Trey Hendrickson, you paid Orlando Brown Jr. You're going to have to pay Chase or T. Higgins. You're not going to be able to pay both. Joe Mixon's got a ton of money tied up there. They signed Logan Wilson to a decent contract. Like It's adding up, and I don't know if he's going to be able to pay the bill. And so I think that the team's going to suffer from that. And Joe Burrow is a guy that is fully supporting cast dependent. And mm-hmm. he's not the same guy when he has trash around him. So I think that it's going to look horrible. I think that it has the potential to play out like the Flacco contract, where it wasn't all Flacco's fault. Flacco didn't take that huge step forward and wasn't able to carry a lesser supporting cast. And then there were some injuries. You know, 
Joe Mixon's kind of going downhill like Ray Rice was. Again, like he's not good anymore and he's, you know, threatened to shoot women and potentially shooting kids on his property. Like, I don't think that guy's there much longer. Um, again, well, he was, he was know, almost gone this year, but he took he a uh, yeah, significant pay cut. Right. And on top, and, and you know, his, his play warranted the pay cut. And again, you take T Higgins out of that offense, like Tyler Boyd's really not that good. Um, he, he's okay as a wide receiver three, but you put him as a wide receiver two. I we, don't know we, know, we know all too well. If you, if you take wide receivers and, and you put them out of their depth, they, Right. They if can you take wide very receiver quickly. Three, yeah. You take a wide receiver three and you expect him to be a wide receiver two, it's a problem. You take a wide receiver two, expect him to be a wide receiver one, it's a problem. Right. And Jamar Chase has been somewhat injury prone. So yeah. again, yeah. like I'm sure and I'm sure he's waiting for Justin Jefferson to get paid, and that's what he's gonna ask for. So again, you're looking at a guy who's gonna want a shit ton of money. And I just don't know if that works out. On paper, you know, you could the I, it's not a cap thing for them for me. It's a, I don't know if their owner has enough cash to do that. Well, it eventually, not, and, and no matter what, it eventually does become a cap thing. Um, right, but I think, but that's, I think but that's, a, can, that's a common problem. Everybody, ha, everybody who has a good yeah. quarterback has that same problem. That's so right. You, you know. can they they pay guys who are you know cap nerds that can figure out how to manipulate this stuff. So I have no doubt in my mind that the Bengals can field a decent team while still paying Joe Burrow that kind of money from a cap standpoint, but it's from a cash flow standpoint, you know, they don't, they're the lowest valued franchise in the NFL for a reason. Um, they're clearly not pulling in a ton of ticket sales and they may sell out that stadium every time, but clearly Cincinnati's not a rich city by any stretch of the imagination. They're not, you know, they're just not bringing in money. And I think that at some point that's going to come back to bite. I think that that's going to be a fucking horrific contract. And also, again, the Bengals deserve nothing, nothing but that. Um, their fan base, you know, fucking hyping up a Super Bowl loss like it was the greatest achievement of the, you know, 21st century is <laughs> ridiculous. And this is this is this is what you get for hyping that up is that you then have to pay Joe Burrow this kind of money for uh, a good season that you got lucky that there was a bunch of teams that were hurt. Um, you got lucky that Ryan Tannehill handed you a game in the divisional round. And that you just squeaked by with a win because your kicker was on a fucking, you know, thought he was Justin Tucker for a while. Um, and you got your fucking teeth kicked in the Super Bowl. And then last year, again, they got exposed as not being that good. I just, I don't think that they're that good of a team. And I think that they've overachieved for two years and they're kind of due for, a, you know, a, a regression of, of sorts. And giving Joe Burrow that kind of money is going to end up being a, a huge mistake, I think. Well, okay. They have to pay him. They had to pay him. No right. matter what. I, I agree because you put yourself in a rock and a hard place of, you know, you hype this guy up as your fucking next Tom Brady's Joe Burr and your fucking social media account tweets nothing but cringe videos of him walking in in his, you know, fucking leopard spotted suits and Cartier glasses. Like, again, you did this to yourself. You put yourself in this spot. But now you're it's the same thing as the Ravens with Joe Flacco. Of they yeah. didn't pay him and he won a Super Bowl, so they had to pay him. Right. Well, and so you know, it's, it's funny. Andy, he's better than Andy Dalton, but he's not that much better than Andy Dalton. If we're being really honest, Andy Dalton was not, was a, was a pretty good quarterback when he, yeah. yeah, right. Um, so you know, realistically speaking, they did pay Andy Dalton. They didn't. It, Andy Dalton wasn't making like uh, he was he wasn't. I think he was like seven, I think he was like a top ten paid quarterback. Yeah, in the NFL. which which was fair for for how he. he yeah, played. because I would say that he was probably a top fifteen quarterback, but there were five quarterbacks on the list ahead of him that were rookie on their rookie deals, so he was making right. more than the guys on their rookie deals. That's yeah. fine. That's fair. Yeah, uh, and Joe Burrow, you know, like I said, he is better than Andy Dalton, but he's not. Uh, they they talk about him like he's a Hall of Famer uh, today, and you right. Know, they talk about like he's Joe Montana. If he continues to play the way he has the past two years, he'll probably yeah. Then okay, fine. But uh, you know, we saw what he looked like when he like we were talking about uh, you know, supporting cast dependency, and um, when he didn't have Jamar Chase, it was a much different Joe Burrow. When um, you pay a quarterback that kind of money. He needs to be an MVP contender. And yeah, he needs exactly. to be winning new games with his arm. And Joe Burrow does not win them games with his arm. And that's really all he's it boils down to. He's got he has Aaron Rodgers' confidence, yeah. but with Jared Goff's ability. Right. I, yeah. You know, I my my first introduction to a German Tiger was because I made that comparison to Jared it, Goff. It's, it's a it's a very accurate compare. And what happened to the Rams when they paid Jared Goff? 
they started losing guys. They went to shit. They became a defense. They went to shit because he wasn't able to win games with his arm like they thought he was going to be able to. He had that MVP-ish season where they made the Super Bowl, and then yeah. he continued to regress from there. And that's, I think, what you're going to see out of Joe Burrow if they start losing people around him. I mean, I can't imagine that their offensive line is all locked up long-term. You just signed a fucking turnstile at left tackle who, um, you know, refuses to go back to the position that he's the lead at and wants mm-hmm. to be a left tackle because, you know, apparently his dead dad's ghost told him to be a left tackle. So, you know, good luck to you, you fucking furry weirdo. Like, have fun with the Skyline Chili people in, in Kansas City. But, you know, that, that's yeah, your... Yeah, with your foxtail butt plug. Yeah, your foxtail butt plug, you fucking freak. I'm so glad that the Ravens did not pay furry. him. I did not, did not realize furry. that he was that fucking weird. But that's your cornerstone left tackle. Um I don't think that they really have any like rookies on the offensive line. I think most of the guys that they have filling in there, are, like Lael Collins, who's pretty well paid. Um, I think he's on IR, you know, isn't he? Yeah, but I'm I'm saying that like you know he's he's a veteran. He's not uh, a, yeah, he's yeah. not a guy on a rookie contract. Alex right. Kappa, I'm pretty sure, is a veteran that they brought in. Well, and just to be clear, they traded for Lyle Collins last year, didn't they? Did they trade for him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was and, like a, no, it was they like signed him because the Cowboys cut him, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. I thought they but gave then, up. I thought they gave up a low pick, but yeah, whatever. I mean, they could may have been a comp, may have been a comp pick or something like that. But um, yeah. um, but then they the next year go out and sign uh, uh what's it, Orlando Brown Jr. Orlando so Brown. it's like yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're they're desperately trying to shore up an offensive line. That the offensive line is why they lost. They got you know pushed around in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean Jonah Jonah Williams, I think might be on his rookie contract, but he's got to be up soon, you know. And I think he's their starting right tackle. So are yeah. they going to pay him a ton of money? I can't imagine. Is right. that Jackson Carmen still their uh, right guard? I know that he was a starting offensive lineman for them last year, um, and that might have been What's his cause without uh, Karras. Oh, uh, Ted, Ted Karras. Karras yeah, yeah, I, think he, I think he's their backup center. Center, right? Yeah, I think I think. Um, oh my god, I just said his name. Fucking five seconds ago, Alex Kappa. I think Alex he's there. Kappa. That's how I was thinking of Alex Kappa. Yeah. So I think he's their starting center, but I think that Jackson Carmen guy somehow factored in their offensive line last year. And again, like he's a, he's a Ben Powers type guy, which maybe he has a year and pops off, but I, I can't imagine he does. Never really seen that good. So their offensive line is not great. Um, Uh-oh. You, you know, fucking tight end room is meh. I'm just – I don't think that they're as good as people make them out to be. A lot of people are, you know, giving them the AFC North easily, and I don't think that's the case. No, me neither. Uh, I, I think, you know, honestly, I think they're the, the they're in sort of like a, a dogfight for the second-best roster in, in the division with the Browns. And so the, the Steelers are are good, but are they that good? I don't know. I mean, they're you know they're they're average everywhere. I guess is my point with the Steelers. Yeah, that they won't impress me. Nothing about them. They're not. They're me. not. Yeah, the T.J. Watt is their best player. That's fine. You can call him an elite pass rusher. He's also an elite douchebag and fucking dirty player. So fine. Right. You can you know. And he's also injury prone. He's a, he's a Watt, so he's going to get hurt. Yep. Just going to happen. Minka Fitzpatrick is very good, but he's kind of a you know he's a gambler. And so he's going to get burnt over the top sometimes. He's going to make some great interceptions too, but he's going to get himself out of position. He's going to get beat a couple times. Um, you know, the defensive line's getting old. Like Casey Hayward's pretty old at this point. Yeah. You know, he's not the same guy. Their offensive line has not been great for the last couple of years. Najee Harris is going to, you know, break down at some point. Like you keep getting, you know, giving him 300 touches. Like he's just not going to be able to handle that at some point. It's going to fall apart. Their first round pick, uh, the guy they drafted from Georgia, he's not even in their starting lineup. So that dude yeah. and more. So, Yeesh. yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're they're very average everywhere, but they're also not elite anywhere. You know, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens is a, a you know middle of the road wide receiver one and two. Deontay Johnson is is kind of underrated, and George Pickens is really overrated. So they kind of balance out to average there. I would say. Um, yep. And again, you look at the Browns. Uh, Miles Garrett's a fucking freak. You know, their defense has some interesting pieces like Denzel Ward when he's healthy is probably a top 10 cornerback in the NFL, but he's rarely healthy. Uh, They got that kid from Notre Dame they drafted a couple years ago, the JOK. I don't know how to say his actual actual name. Yeah, he's he's an interesting piece that you put in your front seven of, you know, can kind of do everything. Um, You know, they have Nick Chubb. He's great. Uh, They have Amari Cooper. He's great when healthy, 
They have, um, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think, is a pretty underrated NFL wide receiver. But, again, you know, they got some holes there on the offensive line, and they've had to take some hits because they need to hold, you know, their $28 million in cap space right now because otherwise they'll be $28 million over the cap next year if they're not rolling shit over. So, you know, you pay a, you know, fucking Bill Cosby, you know, uh, fanboy or Phil, Bill Cosby copycat, you know, that kind of Mr. money. happy you're ending. Gonna, yeah, you're going you're gonna to put your team in a shit spot. And so, again, they got holes there. Like, I, I feel like this is the Ravens' division to lose because they're the most complete roster top to bottom. And a lot of your questions for, about the Ravens are, can they stay healthy? And does this new offensive system work? It's not so much about the players and, la- you know, again, I would say our biggest question on the offensive line is left guard because you really don't know what John Simpson is. He's looked good. You know, he's looked apart. And, you know, playing between Linderbaum and Ronnie Stanley should help him a lot. But, you know, is he is he good there? I, I don't know. I think he, he could be fine. We, we've kind of proven that you can plug a lot of people into that left guard position and they can succeed. Um, you know, is Ronnie Stanley going to stay healthy all year? I hope so. But that's, you know, kind of your biggest question there on the offensive line is, is Ronnie Stanley's health. Your biggest question at wide receiver is you can sustain Bateman or Beckham going down, but I don't think you can sustain both of them going down. I also don't think any team is built to have, you know, two of their top three wide receivers go down and survive that. Um, Lamar hasn't finished a season in two years, and I think that they were both free plays in the pocket, and that's fine. You can point that out, but it's also, again, like, if he finishes the year, we're fine because we've been fucked without him. Your running back room is kind of weird where you're running back one, you're actually better when he's not getting workhorse course carries. So again, is J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Keaton Mitchell's going to be back in four weeks and Justice Hill. Like that's a pretty solid running back room. And you've got Melvin Gordon waiting on your practice squad. So really no questions there. Um, your tight end room's pretty deep. You know, Vocal X back on practice squad. And then you've got Kohler, um, likely, and Andrews. Like, I feel like you can make that work regardless if anybody goes down. And then defensively speaking, you've got a lot of corners. As long as you have three or four of them healthy at any given time, you're fine. Um, Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton is potentially the best safety duo in the NFL. Roquan and Patrick Queen is the best linebacker duo in the NFL. Your front seven is young, but has got a lot of potential to it. Again, like, People love to shit on Owe and Ajabo, but, you know, those two guys are fucking freaks of nature. Um, always a physical freak, and Ajabo is just, you know, a fucking sack artist when he's healthy. And, you know, Travis Jones, Matabike, and Broderick Washington are great guys on the front seven. Michael Pierce is kind of like your, your anchor in the middle there. The Ravens are just built for success is really what it boils down to. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm – pretty excited for this year coming up and i feel like you know the afc north is ours to lose and i feel like we're kind of in the best position to really compete here and i don't know if any other team what the fuck was that play call terrible play <laughs> holy <laughs> shit one of the worst why do you have seen. why do you have your third string tight end taking that snap what are you doing yeah, ridiculous. Offense, that, that was a Greg Roman play call right there that was that, that was really, a Greg Roman play was, call. i felt like i was watching the, the ravens last year that is something that Mark Andrews would have turned around and tossed that ball to Lamar Jackson, or yeah. he would have handed it, or he would have handed it off to Devin Duvernay running that fucking sweet play instead of Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice is like six three and ran like a four six forty. It's not even like a burner that you try to run an end around for. Not even the right well, guy in that. So like that. That's you give that to Tony. I would say if you're going to do it to anybody. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Tony's and Tony hasn't worked times, tonight, yeah. but that, but that's the right guy to do that play with. So mm-hmm. yeah, him or Richie James or somebody, someone with speed. Yeah. Sky Moore. But, yep. Sky Moore. Yep. Well, also, to consider the Chiefs do have a new offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And, um, what's his uh, face? True. Nagy. Matt Nagy. He's not new, yep. though. He's, no, new, he's, not. He's, new, he's new this year, but he's not new to them. No, not at all. That's He's just bringing the terrible play calling he brought with him from the Bears over here now. That actually does remind me of something that you would have seen, like, uh, Mitch Trubisky, you know, run that play. Yeah, definitely. That's true. Yeah, that was not a smart play call. Um, no, that was that was shockingly bad. They needed like less than, they needed was, less than one yard there. I was kind of like rambling to myself there, and I was like, "What the fuck are these two people staring at?" And then that uh, that play popped up on my screen. Yeah, Ooh, that was bad. That was very bad. Yeah. Very yeah. visionless. Like, Dave shit. is probably uh, screaming at his dogs probably right now, losing his shit right now. <laughs> visionless Dave is coming to Massachusetts uh, at the end of the month, so Uh-oh. I feel like I'm not. Like I'm gonna have to go find him and um, 
I don't know, hold them accountable for some Chris Jones takes and Lamar Jackson training camp takes. Yeah. Maybe pull a, pull a zone 32 man on the street, just fucking hunt him down and stick a camera in his face and see if he has the balls to answer the questions. There you go. Well, before we wrap it up and get out of here tonight, since it is the beginning of the season, I'll ask the two of you, who are the Ravens being the Super Bowl this year, man? Eagles. Um, so I had a very non-biased list. The NFL posted, um, you know, who you want, who was going to win MVP, OPOY, all that shit. You know, who was going to win the NFC. My answer to that was it doesn't matter because they're going to lose the Ravens in the Super Bowl. So I, I don't care. You can put any feel-good story you want there in the NFC. They're going to get their fucking shit kicked in by the Ravens in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I, I re- realistically, I would like to be – I don't know. I keep saying 49ers rematch. Like, I feel like that's boring to me. Fuck Philly. Like, I don't want them to have anything nice. Philly's full of scumbags. Like, that whole city can go fuck themselves. Detroit could um, be fun. Yeah, Detroit but, would like, be fun. You know, what is this, like the battle of, you know, I, that's like a third world country, Detroit. Like, they don't deserve anything nice. That's true. That's yeah. fair. The Giants. Detroit. Detroit, Dan. Yeah, we could have Clem on here for that yep. again. Yep. I mean, the Giants basically, like, are like Ravens cast-offs. Yeah. You could have Wink Wink versus uh, Munkin. And, you know, you could have um, McDonald, you know, battling against, uh, what the fuck's his name? The fucking guy who looks like me. Um Table, so yeah. Um, I mean, the Cowboys are a popular pick too. Oh, actually, I'd love the Cowboys because I would just shit on Grant about Jerry Jones for fucking four weeks <laughs> yeah. straight. You really think the Cowboys are going to yep. win enough playoff games though to get to the Super Bowl? If they don't see the Niners immediately, yeah, I could see it. The Eagles is kind of a toss-up one because it's a division thing. Yeah, they I was always kind say, of back and forth with each other. I think the, the Bengals yeah. have more. Play- the- I, think the- I think the Bengals have more playoff wins since 2000 than the Cowboys do. I'm fairly well, positive. They, yeah, because of that Super Bowl run. Yeah, but again, that's yeah, now. Uh, we're talking. Yeah. So uh, Cowboys are really not a playoff team. I would also love for the Packers to make like a Super Bowl run this year, make the Super Bowl without Aaron Rodgers. That would just be very funny to me. What do you, what do you think about Seattle as sort of like a sleeper? Yeah, so uh, is Geno Smith legit, or was that kind of like a That's line the question. Run? That is the big does, question. Does Jackson Smith and Jigba come back you know, sooner rather than later and look good? The word um, is he's or, supposed to play this week. Uh, so I thought it was like week two or three they were targeting for his first return. Yeah, those I mean, really might changed. be out there week one. I thought I yeah, so I mean, if if he's out making an impact, then yeah, I could see that. Like he's uh, yeah, you know, he makes Geno Smith's life a lot easier because now he's got Noah Fant, um, fucking DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Jackson Smith and Jigba to throw to. Like that's a pretty solid, you know, group there. Very solid, um, decent offensive line too. Vikings you know, are another what, another one that could could factor in. I mean, yeah, they have I mean very good got, team. You got Hawkinson, Addison, and uh, Jay Jettas. You know, Madison looked fine in all his carries before, so I don't think they're going to have a huge drop off from Dalvin Cook. And didn't uh, they sign Jamal Williams too? Yeah, they. Um, no, that was the Saints. The Saints signed yeah, Jamal Williams. Saints, and I was going to say, I was going to mention the Saints too. We're going to have a pretty easy run through yeah. their division. They're definitely the best shout in out, the division. Shout out, shout out, Harrison P. Kent. Derek Carr is the most efficient quarterback in the NFL. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, by his uh, analytics. I mean, the 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 Saints are without question the best team in in the NFC South. Yeah, and you know they're going to miss Kamara for what is it six games he's out for? Yeah, I think. But once he comes back three. again. Is it three? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he actually got suspended. For. I think you're right. I think it's three. I, yeah. yeah, I know that it, it was, was like for, you know, it was conduct. He beat, he beat someone up right before the Pro Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, yeah, but I, I didn't. I don't know. You know, they they kind of willy nilly enforced those rules. I mean, again, like Deshaun Watson was barely suspended for 26 pending sexual assault charges. So yeah, you know, Roger Roger Goodell is not really uh, uh, great at you know equal justice there. So uh, I didn't. You know, okay. three games fine. So he comes back week four, like. That gives them enough time. Again, Michael Thomas might be healthy this year for once. They have a lobby. Don't count on uh, him. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, you know, so if he's your wide receiver, if you're not expecting him to be 2019 Michael Thomas where he's catching, what is that, like 130 or 140 balls, like, and he's truly your wide receiver too, and he's kind of opening things up deep for a lobby, that could be a problem. Derek Carr, again, like, is his eyeliner, you know, fixed? Is his back fine? Then, you know, maybe he's okay. And uh, NFC is weird this year. More yeah. I like kind of think about it, like it, there, there's really not a bona fide favorite. I don't think out of the NFC. I think people yeah. kind of de- people default to the Eagles because they won last year, but but the Eagles again, are like, uh, the Eagles are uh, the Eagles really haven't lost anything from last year, and they've added to it. So I think um, the Eagles are, are the logical pick. Oh my God, Tony just dropped a fucking another pass, another wide open pass down the field. 
Um, no, I think the Eagles are by far the most complete team in the NFC. Um, the 49ers would be the favorite, I think, if not for the fact that Purdy is come, basically coming off Tommy John surgery and he, you know, was like, what? And then Sam Sam Darnold is their backup. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's a that big was, question there. Trading but, Trey Lance was a fucking bizarre move for them. I don't think they had a choice not, really, but not uh, enough, but not enough people are talking about that. They basically traded, I think it's Micah Parsons, Jalen Waddle, and Tyreek Hill for Trey Lance. It was Bradley Chubb. It was Bradley, oh, Bradley Chubb. Chubb. It's Bradley yeah. Chubb. Oh, okay. So it's Bradley it's, regardless, those are three legitimate players that they could have had with those picks. And then they traded those well, to take Trey lot, Lance. Where they traded them to take Trey Lance and then they turned around and traded Trey Lance for what, a fourth or a fifth? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. bad. Yeah, no, I think it's it's basically the NFC is the Eagles are all alone as the favorite in the NFC, and then Dallas and uh, San Francisco are in that second tier, and then it's a and whole so, bunch yeah, of teams in the next tier. And you look at San Francisco; they're they're going to choke in the playoffs. That's what Kyle Shanahan does best, right? You know, I don't know what round it's going to be in, whether it's the Super Bowl, the NFC Championship game, could be the wild card game. Yeah, where wherever the fuck they're playing, they're they're apt to choke. Dallas doesn't win playoff games. Dak Prescott's not a playoff winning quarterback. You know, so even you look at like these favorites, I feel like the Eagles kind of got lucky last year with the fact that they were playing a team with no quarterback in the NFC championship game. Definitely. Because I, th- I think that if Purdy is healthy for that game, I don't think Purdy's is a great quarterback or anything like that, well, but that yeah, makes them, it, they couldn't throw the ball. No, they yeah, no but it, it, he would have been better to, than Christian but, McCaffrey. But, and to be fair though, the, the Eagles are the ones who, with their pass rush, knocked him out of the game, hurt his elbow. Right, but I, I guess my point is, is that like you know, you can say that the Eagles are the odds-on favorite because they made it last year and they didn't get any worse. But also, they had some luck. You know, the ball bounced their way a couple times last year. That they got be- they, but they, they didn't just not get worse. They got better. Like they had a good draft. The the Eagles got better. Uh, yeah, and, and they got uh, what's the dude they got from Detroit? Uh, Swift. So they upgraded. I think. Yeah, but Swift, Swift is Swift is going to get arrested for that double murder according to Reddit at any point. So <laughs> they uh, picked up her shot. I mean, wasn't wasn't that murder off. supposedly in Philadelphia too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, so Chiefs lose tonight. Is that because uh, Chiefs the Hawks in prison? It's got to be. Chiefs haven't lost a game since he, you know, when he was on the run. All of a sudden, he's in federal custody. What the fuck was that throw, Mahomes? <laughs> fourth and fourth and twenty. Yeah. we stay. We got to stay live. Yeah, we got to stay live. DJ Gardner Johnson should have had a pick. That's that's yeah. wild. <laughs> what is this? Is this a fucking false start? I don't know. I'm behind. Oh my god! Will press your play by play. Let's go. We got we got to get we got to get ready for the uh, PSF um, debut week two. They they false started on fourth and twenty. Fourth and twenty five. That's fine. At that point, you know, fourth and twenty. You got to get to fourth and twenty six. NFL blitz down, point. baby. NFL blitz midway. Oh, so this play comes back. Yep. Okay. Okay, this looks like it's going to be some kind of Patrick Mahomes magic. Oh nope. I mean, they have three timeouts, and it's a two minute warning right now on the on the change of possession. So the game is not over. Still, it still hasn't happened on my screen yet. So maybe the outcome changes. Hold on. <laughs> you never know. I'm still seeing a replay of the false start. Yeah, 74. There's nobody in front of you. How do you false start? Yeah, situation? he false started against <laughs> against <laughs> air against <laughs> against air. There's literally nobody there. All right, so Mahomes takes the snap. Pass the ball. Run. Rolls out across his body, you know, heaves it into traffic, and nobody catches it. Yeah, Guy Moore should have caught that ball though. That should have been a first down. Probably that went right. That went right through his hands. That's pretty terrible. That would have been the luckiest first down of the game. Well, it sucks for him because he made a good catch for a first down. That that this sucks for me. Came back no on trip. holding. So I mean, they're in field goal range now. So oh yeah, my, plus, my minus five and a half is dead here. Thanks a lot, you Kermit the Frog signing motherfucker. Unless I mean, if they if, if they go conservative and uh, and they get bottled up and they lose a couple of yards, you know, should we, should we just hang out and live commentate the last two minutes of this game? Sure. Yeah. Okay, man, might as well. I got a nice Ford truck commercial going on in the background right now. Yeah, I got this shit in Spanish. Ford F one fifty. Chibs Chibs wishes wishes he had something with that towing capacity. Hundred percent assembled in America. Fucking, I had some Mexican buying. Walmart commercial on right now. Yeah, see, we're all getting different ads. I didn't get the meet, Ford, the F one fifty. Meet patriotic, patriotic Kenny and Amanda. Some guy doing wheelchair races. All right, I'm on a subway commercial. I'm assuming he's deaf. This is a TikTok. Oh, now I got Patrick Mahomes subway commercial. All right. Yeah. So the other ones were now, now, now sliced, now sliced fresh. 
Yeah, and now the, the, this, the, the next one's going to be uh, one a day shit. This one a day uh, shitter medication. I don't know. This Rinvoke CRV. I'm still on the uh, I'm still on the subway commercial. Use code FLBOGO. And I got Jason Tatum. Oh no, it's still apparently three foot long. Peacock commercial. Um, Fast yep. and Furious 47. They're advertising for. I'm seeing Notre Dame now. Uh, this, is a video so for irritable. this is a commercial for irritable bowel syndrome. It's got to be. Okay. Yeah, I get it, Peacock. You got you got movies. Congratulations. Fuck you, Xfinity, for what? taking away my Asteroid uh, City. Peacock. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. We've already been over this. All right. Well, Alice up, John Wick. I must have gotten some kind of, uh, like, you know, it's targeted, just, yeah, I'm just targeted getting... marketing because my Peacock uh, commercial was a Notre Dame commercial. Yep. I thought the Peacock game, gonna... I don't know if you watched the Michigan one last week, uh, Eastern Carolina, that was one of the worst fucking like broadcasts I've ever watched in my entire life. I didn't I didn't see any of it. The amount of advertisements for the Super Mario movie that I saw were sickening. <laughs> my son oh, loves boy. the Super Mario movie. I still movie, never watched so that movie. It's not bad. Um, yeah. uh, now I got an NBC The Found commercial. All right, now I'm back live. Oh, Game's back on. Same. How many times have they shown Travis on the I mean, his fucking creepster mustache and shit. Tom, Tom has proclaimed that uh, Kadarius Tony is worse than Jugs James. <laughs> Tag Grant. See if he's that, alive and that's you get where he said. the afterlife. Tom came in and said, where the fuck is Grant? Grant's been lying in here for years about this dude. I mean, you know, sometimes broken clock's right twice a day, and sometimes Tom is right. So <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh-oh. Fucking A. Oof. Oh, never mind. That was a. Re- I thought. What's he doing this Steph Curry six. shit for? With fucking chewing on his mouth guard, like a little bitch. All right, Every time yeah, Mahomes throws mean... like a horrible incompletion or shit and shit, he just fucking like throws his hands up. Like, why the fuck did that just happen? It's like I don't know. You threw it 15 yards past your wide receiver. All right, I'm gonna pause mine so that we're on the same. So tell me when you see uh, when they're showing Dan Campbell on the sideline uh, uh, going into third down. All right, they now. just ran the. They just ran on second and five. Um, I'll, I'll tell you when they flash over Dan Campbell. All right, they flash over Dan Campbell. Okay. One forty-seven left on the clock. Yep, yep. Just called the second timeout. All right. Where are you? Hold on. When Third the and two. Clock, yeah, when we, when the play clock starts, I want to see how far apart we are. It still hasn't started for me. It's showing twenty-five. Yeah, me too. Goff is undefeated versus Mahomes. Just started for yeah, me. I just uh, literally just showed that like a, a half second after you said it. So, All right. still hasn't started for me yet. It's just, they're about to go. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, it just started. Goff's under center. Uh, first down. Hand off. Hand the ball to Gibbs. Fuck. New fancy points here. Right. Fuck. And that's gonna I be a frustrating I... backfield this fantasy oh. season. Chiefs. This is gonna be a loss for the Chiefs. Yep. Fucking bet on Patrick Mahomes and I get fucked. Yep. What con? All because he's, he's missing Wall- Travis Wall- Kelsey. Bitch. Travis Kelsey sucked. If you're the highest paid at your position, shouldn't you show up for week one and play, regardless of how hurt you are? Probably should. I'm just asking. The rumor was like vision, right. visionless Dave questions here. Yep, that's right. That is right. He did say that. Yeah, if you're going to miss the first practice. You, it's going to fuck up your Super Bowl chances, man. Yep. Travis Kelsey missed the, the first game, game, baby. It's pretty bad. Chris Jones is there. Dan Campbell's He's celebrating watching as a bystander, won. which is right. weird. This is bad. Lions are going to fumble. Blow this. Lions are going to fumble and blow this. Watch. They're celebrating. I'll do the whole. Um, they're gonna fumble on the, at the Meadowlands. The victory yeah. formation. Yep. Watch. They're gonna fuck this up somehow. That's <laughs> happened before with the Chiefs game. Go back what? Jared Goff. Eleven, like twelve years. Fucking Chargers. I think it was on Halloween. It was second down. Philip Rivers muffed the snap when they were trying to do a kneel down, this, and the this Chiefs is a, recovered this is and a, they won the game. This is a bit much. I mean, yeah. yeah. Be excited you beat the Chiefs. I get it, but really, Kadarius Tony lost this game for the Chiefs. Oh yeah, far enough. This little little shithead with a mullet and his dad's fucking recording like he's watching them win Super Bowl. <laughs> Fuck off! It's like he's seeing the fucking uh, moon landing or some shit. Yeah. Like, some like, oh my god, the, the Lions! The Lions won a game. And to be fair, I mean they are the Lions. I mean, good good for them now. They're like, you're yeah, in Lions, you're in Lions country. Player. No, you're, no, no, you're in Kansas City. You're not in Lions country. Actually, you know what's kind of ironic about this? Um, the Chiefs did this exact thing. Uh, in New England, week one, uh, the it was the Goodell 2017, the Green Goodell, team, right? The Goodell, the towel, uh, game, the clown towel game. Yeah. Do you see the guy with the Lions Super Bowl bounce on in fucking <laughs> block text, like Look Times at, New Roman? 
Andy Andy Reed's like, all right, let's uh, let's let's get uh, in the locker room. I'm uh, hungry. I'm gonna go commit a DUI and kill a kid <laughs> like my son. Yep, that's right. <laughs> this is the kind all of right. commentary you'll get during the uh, live streams for the record. That's absolutely right. Oh, good. All right, Jake, it's time for you to die. Well, that's going to do it. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Zone 32. We'll be back next week to recap the game, discuss this, that, and the other. But meanwhile, it's time for me to die. Ah! Zone, Zone 32. 32.